Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? I think we're a little we're, out of practice. We're out of practice. It's yep. been a while. It's been COVID a while. hit us both. Right. Um, hit our well, families. Well, Christmas, we had our fundraiser. You know. We had a lot going. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So happy new year to all of our listeners. Yes. And, uh, we it's already was, February. It's almost. I know. I know. <laughs> January was. It was a blur. Come and gone. Yep. Um, special guest today, Conan Bowers. Thanks Welcome. for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Please. Okay. Uh, I was in administration at Rogan High School for 15 years. Okay. Uh, the last four, I was the principal. Before that, 10 years assistant principal and one year as an area administrator. Uh, currently, I teach sixth grade at Dorothea Lang in Napomo. Awesome. I uh, have two daughters. Okay. Uh, Kendall's 25. Kelsey is 30. And you have a grandson? I have a grandson, Daniel. How from, old is he? He is, uh, put me on the spot. He's, I'm sorry, <laughs> He's 10 now. Oh, my wow. gosh. Uh, He's Ten? He's 10. They grow up fast. He's yeah. in fifth grade doing He's great. He's in fifth grade. Oh, my gosh. So where does he go to school? He goes to Templeton. Okay. Uh, she's she's up in that area. Yep. He he was raised here. Uh, actually, when I was principal, I was playing around with his grandpa doing oh. that. And he transferred up there when she got married. That's awesome. What? It's a great area. It's a great area. It's a great area. It's a yeah. small community. And Absolutely. He was getting lost down here in the schools. Uh he has ADHD and yeah. Uh, so did Ryan. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yes, but it's, um, yes, I get that. I get it. Sometimes just a smaller environment works out better. It did for him. Good. Right. And he's, I think, uh, COVID had actually has actually done him good because he really? had to stay at home with his mom. She had the luxury of being able to work from home with her job, nice. and he didn't get away from quote the school teacher mom. Sit down, do your work, do your work okay. focus, and she got to check up That's on good. them. That's so awesome. almost like being homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. So That's awesome. And now, what does she do? She is a, I think, a purchasing agent for uh, Ravisum, the old uh, Strauss Spa computer company out by the airport. Okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Or something in purchasing. Okay. But he was one of those kids that he can use his humor and his joking around to get away from the answer and so oh, forth. Sure. And, not mm. anymore. Uh, okay. But so, he's top of his class now. He's it's amazing. He's killing it. The shift Good. in what they yeah, little but, bit of tools or whatever, and they they shift into you know A's and B's or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So we got to know. Yes. So how did you meet Ryan? This is the good question. I know how I met you, but it was just through administration and um, um, you were not a. You were a teacher at Arroyo Grande, not at the junior high level, right? I was elementary at Harlow Elementary. Oh, Harlow before yeah. the before the high school. Okay. Yeah, Ryan but... never went to Harlow. No, Ryan no. never went to Harlow. We went to Shell Beach and then Judkins and then to and then the Arroyo Grande. So, um, and I got to Arroyo Grande in two thousand four. So, oh, so you've been there with Pinkerton and same year as Pinkerton. I got to okay. Arroyo Grande High School. Okay. So I'd heard about Ryan through a former teacher, Jeff Peace. Who... Oh, gosh. oh, yeah. You guys. That is a blast. Name blast from the past. Yep. yep. I forgot about. Jeff. Forgot about Jeff Peace. I, I didn't yeah. even know he was. I forgot he was a teacher. There. In fact, I don't even. Are they even in California anymore? He's no. down in Redondo. Oh, oh, he's in Redondo. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Jackson's graduated from the military academy or one of those oh, schools gosh. in the Air Force, and what? 
fellows graduated from college and uh he's coaching football down uh i think his alma mater down there matter day or one of those wow. i just saw him the other day i popped up on one of those facebook pages yeah or something. Wow. okay so i heard about him before long before ryan got to the high school because of five cities uh or beach cities baseball and all that okay yeah great baseball player and so i think jeff came to me to help schedule him i i know he had uh, Miss Davis towards the end of his one of his mm -hmm. teachers that helped the scheduling, but I'd heard about him and heard what a great kid he was and you're going to like him and very personable. So I'll, I quasi knew about him then. My first time I really got to know Ryan was I gave Ryan detention after school because of his tardies. <laughs> Oh, this and, is so good. I did not know any of this. And, this must have been freshman year. It was freshman year, but Mr. Goosen came to me and told me I gave him detention and, and want to know if he can work around it. And I said, why should we work around it? I mean, he's a freshman. we got to deal with it. Well, he has football practice after school, and can we do it before school? Ryan will do anything. I talked to Ryan, and Ryan thinks it's a mistake because he wasn't tardy. And <laughs> I, of course he wasn't. <laughs> I think, he thinks it's a mistake. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Uh, it was third period math, I believe. I, oh, it was probably Colville. No, that was a sophomore. Oh, okay. I think okay. it was Mrs. Heron as I look back. Okay. Look I wish it. I saw my computer. I'd look it up. But he uh, he didn't come to me the first day he was supposed to come to me. And I remembered his freshman year, I believe he had a Pokemon backpack. Oh. And so he did wasn't. He, I, he might have. He wasn't. Uh, he did. He did. I still. Just to be he different. He remembers just to be different. Absolutely. Yeah. And he was a good-sized kid, so I can spot him in a crowd. So the first day he didn't come to me, and I saw him like. 35, 40 feet away, and it's like, I'm not going to chase him down. I'm no. going to wait till he comes to me. So I talked to Mr. Goose, and he didn't come see me. Did he serve detention with you? And he didn't. So sent him another note that you need to see me. And he's really, really good friends with uh, my daughter's best friend, Ken Alicia. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Really good friends. And Jordan. Jordan, yeah. They so, were all really good friends. And we knew them before high school, like you know, junior high, had relationships with them. Yeah, for sure. Correct. So I was just waiting for him to, to come see me. And he passed me every day. I think he brought him food every day. Uh, I don't know if it was freshman year or sophomore year, but every day he would offer me his food. Like I didn't eat or something. I probably weighed 400 pounds back then. Oh my gosh. He would be like, do you want something to eat? Every day. Every day. He, well, no, his freshman and sophomore year, he would actually offer me a Subway sandwich. I think he had that most often. Do I want half of it? And you know, yeah, you can thank mama for that. Yeah. I wasn't starving by any means. Maybe you yeah. thought I was gonna steal it from him. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But, but if he offered it to you, then he may not get in trouble. So, yeah, well, even before he was in trouble, he'd offered it to me. I think oh, that's okay. just the way he was. Yeah, he that's... was giving that way. But he came up to me and he he said, uh, I remember it specifically, he goes, Hey, I'm Tex. And I said, That's nice, <laughs> Tex. But I wanted him to admit he's there because he has a tardy problem and he goes uh i'm what i'm here because you want to see me and i said okay see you for what and he goes uh you want me to serve a detention and i said okay you wanted me not not claiming that i yeah. was wrong yet <laughs> i'm waiting for that to come out <laughs> yeah and i said okay i want you to serve a detention is that it and he goes yeah but i, I don't know what for and i said it wasn't on the paper because i normally write down he goes, you said I have some tardies. And I said, uh, 
Well, I think you have some tardies, and I had this paper in my back pocket. So I pulled it out. I said, you have a lot of tardies third period, and you're only allowed to have three before you get your first consequence. And I said, you have a lot of tardies third period. They're nonstop every day, and your teacher's the one that alerted me to it. And so we got to deal with it. And so I said, I'm going to take away this uh, this after-school detention I'm going to have you deal with Mr. Goosen from here on out if you get any more tardies. I said, because his consequence is going to be a lot worse than 45 minutes sitting in math hall and getting caught up on your work. Yeah. Because he's not going to take it light on you, Tex. I said, Tex. I said, I thought your name was Ryan. In, in air quotes. Yeah. I said, I called you Ryan, and now you're, you're having me change your name to Tex. I said, so. do you want me to call you Tex or do you want me to call you Ryan? Because if I have to call you Tex... I might have trouble typing text into the computer. He goes, you can call me Ryan. I said, okay, because <laughs> friends call you text. And so I was calling him Ryan. And he goes, I'll deal with Mr. Goose instead of you. Because I wasn't putting up the front of being his friend right off the bat. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, so he ended up having to take to do that tardy? No. Mr. Goosen was told me he was going to play it tough on him at the beginning because Ryan was chummy with everybody. So he wasn't going to let him get away with it. Mr. Goosen was going to give him other consequences to make up for it because the coaches, like they had the 6.30 weightlifting. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The coaches made him come in at 5.45 and do their 45 minutes beforehand, like cleaning the weight room. Right. Okay, so don't you think they needed to talk to me about that? Because I was the one bringing him. Yeah. I was like, seriously? Why do you have to be there so freaking early not knowing that he was in trouble? The coaches would talk to you about that before and then work something else out, like – yeah. Saturday when they'd swim in the pool for yep. after the game, they would stay after like two hours or something and to where Ryan was never tardy again in that <laughs> instance. They didn't want to have to deal with all this. They wanted to put it back on the players. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So they weren't going to make him come in that or unless he was driving or Right, because I, I kept saying to him, this doesn't make any sense. Why do you got to be there so early? Remember? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm having to like like – set three alarm clocks here you know and it was crazy but yeah yeah so they wanted to put it back on, on ryan to face you of yep. why you're getting up early and put it on ryan never did i know a thing never did i know a thing because he didn't even place because he's gonna go down saying that he wasn't tardy <laughs> so i decided to follow ryan because i talked to ryan how's it going great 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 and mrs heron called me she said i believe miss heron that was good bowers you did a great job he was tardy again it's like you're kidding me it was tardy again. So I followed Ryan the next day from 50 feet. And I noticed 50 feet. <laughs> I was way back there. Ryan became the mayor. He would see a girl with a huge backpack and he would carry her backpack. And her class was a different wing. And he would like give it to her out front of her class. And it wasn't his girlfriend. It was just a random with a huge backpack where she had a box of stuff he would carry for her. Or someone was crying by herself and he'd stop and like talk to her or him. He was everyone's counselor on that blacktop or on a rainy day, he would like help someone over the water or take an umbrella that like two guys had. And he'd just like say, give me that umbrella. And like he would walk this girl with the umbrella he didn't know or give the girl the umbrella and the three boys would walk and he would catch up later to get the umbrella he was like everybody's friend, and he didn't realize that that there was consequences to all of that. Well, was just to, like, to him, the consequences outweighed 
the, him, the, yeah. And that's help what him helping. So you watch, how long did you watch this for? Months? That day. And then like three or four days after when Mrs. Heron, I believe late it was again, Mrs. Heron. It might've been someone else. And we went and talked me and the teacher and we both agreed what Ryan was doing far outweighed our little silly policy. He was growing into a man at this point, our silly little policy Ryan was doing far better and was leading by example for other people taking that backpack that was super heavy or that box that someone was carrying. Or... Was it from, where was it from? Like where, like, was it from one end to the I, other I th- end? I think he was in the ag department. Because no, he was in the quad. He Everyone was in, the quad. was in the quad where my office was. Okay. Where you dropped off the sandwich to the 900 wing. Oh, oh to, to that's, the, that's to a the... hike. Yeah. Okay. So to the, um, you you got to valley, yeah. valley road. You, no, not you, valley. Well, you've got to move. No, it's the okay. 900. Is the other side where you get off the highway. So you don't have oh, time okay. to mess around. It's nine minutes, and it takes all of nine minutes to get there with 2,500 people walking across. Oh there. Yeah. my gosh. Okay. And half so, the people stayed on that side, and then they'd come this way. So it was just a wave going across sure. each other. Okay. And then okay. you'd meet up with the ag department coming this way. So yeah. it took a while. Plus, once the bell rang. You had to throw away your sandwich. You had to do whatever. Some and, kids because it was only people. ten minutes in between. It was nine. Oh, it was and a it two took... minute warning bell. And then people had to use the restroom, and there was only five or six stalls in each restroom, so you had to wait in line. Oh my goodness! So we all agreed uh, what was what Ryan was doing. And you guys, you guys know Teresa Long too, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she's yeah. Yes, she's 100%. an angel, and I knew when Teresa would come to me with that tardy slip. That she didn't want to deal with Ryan <laughs> because what Ryan was doing, it didn't deserve 45 minutes after school or four hours on Saturday. He wasn't malicious trying to be tardy. He wasn't goofing around. So it you just was followed him for just a few days and you four, realized. Four, five, it. six, seven days. And and you, he didn't know that you were following him. No. Because you were... You were because I can see Pokemon from a mile <laughs> and he was a good sized kid as a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, that's, that's hilarious. Pokemon. I think I remember the backpack. I do. I think it was yellow. I think I, I it think I'm visualizing yeah, it. I can, I can see the backpack. This. And it was yeah. a small backpack. It was. It was and a it little kid's backpack. way up on his back by yeah. his, like a headrest almost. Yeah. Maybe that's why he wanted it small, so he could have all the other room for the no, He was just backpack. trying to be a jokester know, the way he that's was. All he, that's all it was. It wow. might have been for a little bit of attention, but at that point there... I made an instant connection with Ryan because that's the way I am a lot of times. You never say no to anybody. It's even yeah. if you're there till 10 o'clock at night trying to help a lady from Lompoc jump her car in the pouring rain, it's she need help. Right. And that's the way Ryan is. He yeah. helped anybody and everybody. You know, it's funny that you say that because we've heard several instances um, since his passing of what he did to help save some of those kids um, from bullying, for, from, from bullying, because um, maybe it was a like you said, a young girl, and she was the the odd person out, and she was getting bullied on her way to class, and he would come up alongside and just put his arm around her and walk with her to class, yeah, and that's all that he had and to do because the people would back off, would back off. The bullies are saying, what had- what is this jock doing with? With right. her. But I've had the mother cry to me, telling me that you, your son saved my daughter's life. Saved my daughter's life because she did not want to go to school. Because she didn't want to take that route. 
she didn't want to go that route, but he took every day to go whatever class it was. This isn't one or two people that have told me this. Right. Yeah. This has been several people that was, you know, and it was just a simple thing that he did so that somebody wouldn't get made fun of or um, bullied is the word that the mom used very well. Bullied. Well, society uses that word, but Steve, I'm glad you recognize that because the mere presence of someone like Ryan and his power, Jordan Harrigan, uh, the fact that he just approached that girl, like I said, someone not having a great day, the fact that he approached someone that may have been having, may have been being bullied, yeah. it changes the course of that conversation with someone else. Yeah. And yes, we need I think more Ryan of it. knew that. Yeah. Yes. And we and, need more of it today. But we did, Steve and I didn't know it. We didn't know that. And I'm talking like this uh, this particular person that I'm thinking of, she did not tell me for like two years. And she literally sat down and she said, Holly, I didn't know how to tell you this. And I didn't know. I honestly, I didn't even know that Ryan knew her, his, her daughter. I didn't know. But um, it just it just blows my mind that that one person could make a difference that big. But also that now that I'm hearing you, the administration realizing that it is a big deal because a lot of times a rule is a rule and why does he get to not follow the rule, you know, but they don't know the behind the scenes of right. it. That you're like you said, making it wasn't, a difference It wasn't malicious. Life. No, it wasn't malicious, but it also, because I've also heard another girl that contemplated suicide, but because Ryan was there and helped her through just walking to the class that she had the problem with that saved her life really because she comp contemplated, you know, suicide, which is crazy for me to think that Ryan was there at the right time in the right place. Like, but Ryan was being Ryan. Ryan was just being himself. Yeah. He didn't want anybody else. Like he didn't want problems. He didn't. Did he ever get in a fist fight? No, anybody? no. Okay, because that's I was like, do I not know something? Because... Well, what you just said that I don't know if Ryan even knew that person. I guarantee you, Ryan intervened a majority of times with people he didn't know. Because seeing him walk across campus, and he spent many times in my office, like fourth period, he's part of the ASB class, where he just came in to talk to me because they weren't doing much, and a kid would come into my office either in trouble or having issues. And Ryan would take over on the conversation. You're he would be me. like the peer where you sat that day when you told me that Ryan had cancer was the exact spot Ryan always used to take. And when I was looking at you tell us that day he had cancer, I was looking at Ryan and that's what hurt me so much that day was you look a lot like Ryan to me in your facial features oh. and stuff. <laughs> and I was so looking excited. I was like looking you. at Ryan. You yeah. made her day made for that one. Yeah. I was looking at Ryan, who was my little mini counselor at times, because I have work to do. And a, oh. a girl comes in struggling because her boyfriend's like doing this, doing that. Oh, and yeah. Ryan's like, he's just a guy. Why don't you just like ignore him for three days? He'll come around. He, he was giving all this advice from a boy. And, you know, the minute you quit talking to him, as minute he's going to straighten up. So... Quit talking to him. Block him. Right. And Ryan's giving all this advice. I can't give her because I'm just a 50-year-old man. Right. Right. So Ryan would – he – I would say your comment was 
Ryan probably didn't know this girl, that girl. I guarantee you. He didn't. He didn't know a majority no. of those people he was helping because he helped everybody. And if he knew that many people, he was at Paulding for one of those years or he was at St. Pat's for one of those years because Ryan, he just knew everybody. Yeah, he knew everyone. And he and, wasn't afraid to know Everybody knew him. Like, like, or of him, yeah. Because we would go to, like, especially when he got diagnosed, um, we would go to, like, Efren's or something. And they would pay for our meal. Our, our, and, and he goes, I know I know you from blah, blah, blah. And, and Ryan's like, you're welcome, Mom. You're welcome. Like, seriously. Like, I was like, what just happened? What just happened? Just because some, I don't even know. He didn't know the guy's name. He, I'm not saying in Efren's. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Like, he didn't know the guy's name. He just knew of him in maybe a class, maybe, you know, passing by somewhere. Um, but everybody knew Ryan. And that, and okay, but Conan, when I say that and when you say that, it's totally different. I mean, it just is different for me to hear you say that because I could see it from a mom's perspective, you know, like, you know, all these people. He's like, no, not really, but, you know, I'm, I help fake it till you make it type of thing. Yeah. But, and that's, he just was genuine genuine like there was so much that i learned from the kid because it was just genuine um heart like and and i always would say i always say he loves he loved with his whole heart like just loved and and yes he did was the prankster too you know and loved to have fun because that was he loved a good time he was but he also earned everything that your first sign you have coming in your properties out there victories are earned victories don't come by accident they don't come by accident yes that's it and i was thinking exactly earned right there and yeah that's so ryan that first signed yeah Yeah. i mean and he didn't take advantage of anything either it's not like he used his popularity to to gain anything he was humble he was Right. He well, he you, he worked hard. Yeah. The the story that I love that when he asked the special needs girl, Cody. Cody. I, I wish I could see her again. I don't know where she's at, but um anyway, this was a whole process for him because, you know, Nicole had already graduated from high school and he wanted to invite her to the homecoming or something and um he didn't want it to be a joke. You know, so he wanted to make sure that it asked Teresa Long if he could call the parent, one of the parents, to make sure that it was okay, so it wasn't a joke. And so um, we ended up doing that, and the whole process was kind of interesting how it all played out because I, Steve, and I ended up taking him because right. the, dad the dad didn't, didn't want, want right. him, him to drive the car, right. which was. Okay, whatever. So anyway, we did that. But um, anyway, I don't think that he realized like. Um, you know, he was, it was a lot of work to, to take her, you know, and he was exhausted. Like after he was done, he was like, whew, like, wow, that was a lot, you know? And it was just really exhausted. But the cool thing about it, I'll never forget is when, um, cause I think we've got, got her a cookie and we said homecoming as friends because she supposedly had a boyfriend. So we didn't want to, yeah. you know, we didn't want right. to, you know, shake the, shake any crazy things on that. And then, um, but she went to her special needs class, her her um, class, and she says to her teacher, 
who the teacher is the one that told me this story. She said, um, hey, I got, she goes, oh, you got asked a homecoming. And she goes, yeah, I don't think you're going to know him. He's this, he's really a popular guy and, and he's on the football team and he's got muscles and <laughs> all this stuff, like totally describing him. And he goes, and she goes, well, try me. What's his name? And she goes, ah, uh, his name's Ryan Tashir. I don't think you're going to know him. She goes, I know Ryan Tashir. <laughs> So it was just super cool because she was so like, it, she didn't think much about it. Yeah. So what? It was this kid. He wanted to take me to the homecoming. It's no big deal. Like, yeah. you know, it was really no big deal to her. And she was in her jammies. It was jammy day. Both of them were in their jammies. So I have pictures of them in their jammies. And I was, it just cracks me up. And I, I don't even think they danced much, did they? No, they, they didn't. They watched because the movie. They watched a movie because she, because that was what was so interesting to him. Because <laughs> she would talk to the movie. So she would actually. It was like um, the penguin movie. What what movie was that? It was a penguin movie. Oh, yeah, because he's like. Um, I, I do remember it being a penguin movie. Yeah, but. and he and she he would try to talk to her, but she was talking to the movie. So it was um, it was just it was very interesting. And then he ended up. He told her, "I really love this song. Let's go dance." And so he went in, and I don't know. Teach me how to Dougie. I don't really remember one of his favorite songs. He ended up, and so she got mad at him because he left her. You asked me to this dance, and you left. And so Ryan's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Like he was, he was beside himself that he, he hurt her feelings, you know. Um, but he thought that she was going to come with him. But anyway, it was just a really cool experience for Ryan to, you know. To do because yeah. he had never never experienced that before, and um, so it was cool. It was really cool. I loved it. Um, that night, I remember vividly. It was the absolute neatest thing in the world. And I'm not the only administrator that shed a few tears that night watching that whole experience. Oh, it was absolutely the most awesome thing ever. Steve seen. and I cried too. We cried too because, um, um, first of all, we didn't know what happened, and Ryan was very wanted to know, and so we asked. Um, uh, Teresa Long and she gave us a little bit of the background and Ryan was uh, I can't even tell you he was just super um, disappointed because when we took her home mind you the dad had told us that we had to drive them which Steve and I respected that yeah. get that we drove them and that she needed to be home by 10 o'clock on 10 o'clock so we had her we picked him up 15 minutes early I think we and the dad was passed out on the couch. And Ryan's like, I can't leave her. I go, you have to leave her. He goes, but how does she, How does he know that I got her home at 10 o'clock? I said, you just take a pic, like whatever we have to do. But I'm here. Like, yeah. I know that you dropped her off right. at 10 o'clock. So he was so like, people live like this? How do they live like this? Like, so um, a lot of, lots of questions, but such a learning tool yeah. in the same token and like you said there were so many times where ryan and i had just some really deep conversations about like she didn't have to be like that you know it was um a sad situation that she she is like that so anyway i i don't know love that girl i just think that she's she'll, she'll always have a pl special place in my heart but um how anyway. about a cool ryan story because oh, i know there's I know, so many I, I know there's a snake story in i want to hear the snake story the snake story. Okay, I'll give you one of them. One of them. One of the, one of the versions. <clears throat> Ryan came to me one time. I was wearing this blue AGHS administration jacket, and he asked me if he can have one 
Or what is it going to take to get one? Because <laughs> like, he was wanting to be, yeah, he wanted like to Like a student needs to be an administrator. Yeah. Why know? on earth? Yeah. Well, that's another story about being a teacher. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I, I kind of laughed at him because every morning we'd stand out in front of the school and students passed by us and he would actually stop in this earlier day before he started dating Nicole. Later on, they'd walk in together and he wasn't going to stop. Oh, it wasn't For me, stop. when he had Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> but he, a lot of times he'd stop and stand with us and greet students on the way in or oh shake hands God. or wave at people like we would do. He and, was, mock- yeah. was he mocking you or no, he, was he was seriously like A lot of people, people would stop because you had to come through basically three entries to the school and that was one of them. Gotcha. So you got to see all the seniors that parked in that front of the school by the gym. So he wanted one of those jackets for some reason. They weren't anything special, but it said Royal Granny High School. It was just a blue jacket. Yeah, had the eagle on it. Yeah, some gold embroidery. The five stars for the five cities. And so he asked me for it for a little while. So our quad was getting eaten up by uh, gophers. So one day I finally said, if you bring me a huge gopher snake to help me with my problems here, I'll give you a jacket, Ryan. I'll give you a jacket. And he kind of laughed and I kind of laughed and I knew that story was over. <laughs> well, the next day on my desk in some little box that I think to this day was shaking now that I think about it <laughs> <laughs> and it was smacking around and all bulging out was this huge snake. That <laughs> on your desk. This on scared the desk. me. Yeah. I think it was a cracker box. Yeah. It, it, it was it was crazy because that's what you told me he put it in because he couldn't find anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They stopped. It was him and Nash because we were we heard this side of the story. It was him and Nash. They had just got done with batting practice. They were probably they, tardy for practice. You know. Yeah. And they were driving out the the road and they came across this I don't know at least three foot yeah. if not longer gopher snake and they stopped in the middle of the road and all they had was a Triscuits box in yeah. the car. Mm-hmm. And they grabbed this snake and they shoved him in a shoved tr- in it. And then Ryan was like, "Okay, Nash, you gotta you gotta hold it." Nash was like, "Ah, oh, like I don't want to hold this thing." Yes, you know. And I remember I went to pick this box up on my desk and it started like banging inside this box and shaking. And I dropped it and screamed and ran out of my office. But and the snake got out in your office, didn't he? It got out of my office and someone. I think probably like a five-year-old girl came and got it or something. Oh, my goodness. But someone came and and I saw from a distance, walked it out, and I followed them out into the quad and make sure they put it away into the ground. But they were holding it with two hands or holding it up in the air. I think Dwight McDonald might have came and got it. Oh, this is Because he was like right down the hall as I was screaming like a girl. (laughs) I didn't like snakes at the time. But or you asked out. for one. Yeah, but you asked for it for the for the quad. Yes. And, yeah. But he s- stuck it on his de- on your desk Correct. and left, right? And left. Because he had practice to go to. Yeah. And I don't know if he knew I didn't like snakes or I was a, I had a snake phobia at the time. <laughs> so found they he got his jacket. Oh, he got his jacket. He got his jacket. Yeah. And you got your snake. And I got my snake. And the funny part of this is uh Nolan and Nash, who were his very close friends, a couple weeks later, there was a big screaming going on the quad one day. So I ran out there to find out what was going on, and Ryan's snake got loose in the quad one day. It came out of its hole on a sunny day, (laughs) and Ryan wasn't there, but the snake was roaming around and out in the sun, and people were yelling and screaming, and 
this little girl had to be a freshman or a sophomore, about four foot six. <laughs> Nolan and Ash were screaming like babies. And this oh. little girl went right in between them and picked up the snake and walked it over to another hole as they like. And just shoved it in. Yeah. They wanted nothing to do with it yet. They were brave the day the snake came into the, to the office. Oh, yeah. Of course they were. Did the snake help your gopher problem? Well, I uh, like got a few more snakes after that. Not only did they bring me some more live snakes to taunt me with and uh, kind of make my snake phobia, yeah. they brought one and put it in my face as I was talking on the phone to a parent. Oh, no. Where I said a few choice words and jumped <laughs> over my desk trying to get away from them. Oh, Or the my parent God. thought I was getting mugged. Oh, yeah. They put a, a dead one on my desk oh with my its head propped up. <laughs> I actually put it on my chair and turned my chair around backwards. So when I turned my chair to sit in it, here I had this sit massive up. snake <clears throat> oh. sitting on my on my chair that scared me. Like, oh. and my heart and my like, oh yeah, blood pressure went over the top to where I thought I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and. There was a few others, and then they topped it all off by unloading two, three, four thousand crickets into my office one day for a prank, oh my God. with a note saying, "Don't worry, the snake will eat them." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have these notes? I don't have the note, but oh. I collected the crickets by jugs full. Oh, are you kidding me? No. And you didn't give them a consequence on that, or they just they wouldn't tell you. I didn't hear. About I didn't the hear crickets. about the crickets. We heard either. about the snake. I, I acted like this. the crickets didn't even happen. They they were getting cleaned up before, and I I shut my door and put oh. a blind over it and acted like I didn't know there was a cricket in there. I wasn't <laughs> let let them get the best of it. Oh, me. that is hilarious. No, so, just yeah. like the day they stole my truck. <laughs> I wasn't gonna let them know. I didn't know my truck wasn't there. <laughs> I rode my bike everywhere. I, I even rode it home that day. <laughs> they stole your truck. They stole yeah. your truck. How did that happen? Yeah. I left my keys on my uh, desk one day, and they took the liberty of taking my truck and moving it into the village <laughs> one day. And then they kept making hints about, can you go somewhere? Can you get us this, do this, do that? Wanting to see me go look for my truck. And, and what gave you the first indication that your truck wasn't around? I think they might have oh, gave me money God. for lunch or something or <laughs> had me do something. And I went out there, and I always parked on the end because I got there between 5 and 6 in the morning. Oh, yeah. And my truck wasn't in the end spot. It's like, oh, they got me on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> they wanted me to do something four or five times, and it wasn't there. And I hit the panic, but the red button, yes. and the horn didn't go off. So you knew so it wasn't like, close. Okay, it wasn't there. Close. Yeah, because would it have done it if it was in the back lot? No, you had to be within a couple yeah. hundred okay. yards or so. Okay. Yeah, and so I walked over in front of the gym and I did it, and Nothing. it was nowhere around. So I got on my bike after I acted like I didn't want to do anything. Went to the back parking lot, went on Valley Road, every parking lot, and it was nowhere to be found. <laughs> so how did you end up fighting it? I talked to our school SRO, and I said they played a prank on me. I don't need. An all points bulletin out for this truck. Yeah, just, just let me know where it's at. Let me know. And he started laughing. I said, it's not funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> so he called a few, uh, Officer Martinez and a few of my friends who are AGPD. And they, you can hear them just laughing. Or the funny, the principal's car got stolen. But his keys are still there. 
Do you remember the fair story at all? I remember okay. quite well. Okay. I <clears throat> took my grandson. He's probably six at the time. And we went on a Wednesday because you won. Oh, yeah. Dollar day. Dollar day. Dollar day. Dollar day. You got to ride so much for a dollar. Yeah. And he was just a little kid. He's still the smallest kid in his class. A small kid. And he wanted me to do everything. I got this picture where we were. I went to watch my students play baseball, and I was kind of crouched down where you kind of sit like a catcher on the yeah. back. Right. And I was getting out of the wind. Well, someone took a picture, and my grandson's sitting just like I am where I'm crouched down on the back of my knees. He's crouched down just like that because he wanted to be like his papa. Oh, so Everything cute. we did, we did together. And so Aww. anyways, he convinced me to go on this dragon ride, uh, one of those <laughs> dragon roller coaster things that just go around in a circle, up and down, up and down. <laughs> And it's only about 15 seconds that you go around, but I'm six foot four. And I'm surprised you fit in the. I know, the, right? I don't think I did fit in it, <laughs> but I stuffed myself into it with my grandson. Yeah. And because that's what you do when you're a grandpa. Exactly. Yeah, you're and a I think I, I squeezed him out of it. I mean, he was like. <laughs> so, anyways, we went round and round like five times, and it took about a minute. And I wasn't feeling good at this time. It's like, okay, it's going to end. It's only a buck. What's the big deal? <laughs> it's going to end in a minute. Anyways, we keep going round and round and round. I'm not feeling good. Like, I'm ready to vomit at this point. It's like, dang, how long does this ride go? <laughs> My grandson's having a good time. He loves all these roller coasters. And we just kept going and going. I look down, and I see Ryan down on the ground next to this carny guy that <laughs> is just busting up. And I notice Ryan's feeding him dollars or tickets. <laughs> On Dollar Day, <laughs> so Ryan, keep it going. Ryan's keeping this ride going, and oh I'm looking God. at Ryan every time I go by, and I think I'm ready to throw up, or <laughs> and I'm shaking my head at Ryan, and I can't let Ryan see how weak I am. <laughs> and this rides, I think, to this day is green and purple, yeah. and I'm just as green and purple, and I'm bigger than the dragon head, yeah, sticking exactly. out behind and this there ride. Was nothing you could do to get nothing off. Nothing I can do, and you were at the mercy of the carny. Yeah, and Ryan. Yeah. And to this day, if Ryan was still with us, he would still laugh at that. Oh, oh yeah. He still. Oh, my gosh. He, but your grandson had a ball, had so much fun. It wasn't about if you. If you asked Ryan, Ryan would say, oh, I was just helping your grandson have a good time. <laughs> it, and then he'd ended up at, at your expense. But he had so much fun with that. And I was, oh, yeah. I think I had vertigo for like a year after that. <laughs> And felt oh, horrible. Oh, I know. I you know, know, my favorite story about Ryan. That's, I was going to ask you. This is this is this is good. Because... That's my one of my favorite laugh stories because I felt horrible for like a week after that. My stomach. <laughs> oh, I bet. I blamed on the fair food. But... Uh, true, because you all you have to have a corn dog before you go on the ride. Correct. Yeah. Is Ryan had a lot of tardies his senior year? Oh, uh, along with his freshman year. Yeah. So that we're hearing. Yeah. But. <laughs> He came, he learned that if he'd come to me before Teresa sent him to me, it was a lot easier. If he manned up and took responsibility, we treat things different. Like oh, anything in life, if sure. you approach me right. before I approach you, we can talk about it and we'll move forward. And consequences, I always explain to kids, were to change your behaviors. And that's the only reason when you stick your key in that outlet, we don't slap your hand to hurt you. We slap right. your hand. So next time you go to do that, you don't do it again. Right. That's all the consequences. Well, his senior year, he got into duck hunting in the morning. Mm -hmm. And around Thanksgiving, he got into turkey hunting. Mm -hmm. and was trying to convince me to yeah, go turkey, turkey hunting, hunting with him in of the course. morning. That was his out to be late every day and show up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I noticed 
out my window, he had this pattern of bringing a different kid with him at times to be late. So the other kid would also get in trouble with him and, oh, and all this so stuff. So it wasn't just him. It wasn't just him, but he was also being friendly to other kids. And they were his friends and stuff like that. And I didn't want to change Ryan's behavior because that's what his love was, was duck hunting and hunting mm -hmm. and turkey hunting and all that stuff. I didn't want to change his behavior because his first two periods were not academic and so forth. They were meaningless. I think one was like a TA or... But he knew he had to be there for Miss Willis's class. And Correct. he would be there with duck, like like camo on and everything. Oh, yeah. He was there. Correct. He and was Miss there. Willis also approached me. Mm. And I was going to talk about I that. I want to talk about that, yeah. Because... Miss Willis loved Ryan, and she knew a consequence was also to change behaviors. And Miss Willis was strict. She's very strict, and she won't make you graduate strict. <laughs> Correct. But she also knew Ryan's abilities and how hard Ryan tried. And rules were rules, but she also went by that same rule I did that we don't have to be so strict when you're passionate about what you do. Like mm -hmm. she's passionate about what she does. Mm -hmm. And uh, she played along with me and she played along with Ryan that this isn't the end of the road, end of the world, because Ryan is duck hunting in the morning. If Ryan needs to come sit in your fifth period class instead of your third period class or second period class, then he'll go sit in your sixth period class. It's the same lecture. Uh, if he loves duck hunting that much to where he's willing to get in trouble, then let's make some... <laughs> Other things for him to come sure. in fifth period, or yeah. he can come at the end of the day and do your sixth period, which he's going to hate because he's going to miss baseball. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he went along with that. But through that, I started talking to Ryan about my dad, who was getting ready to die, and my dad's love of duck hunting and going out to Morro Bay and getting all cameled up with him. And I was basically the guy that went and chased the duck and all the marsh out there. Mm. And you were the Labrador retriever. Yeah, <laughs> yep, because we didn't have one. Yeah. And Ryan started talking about his gun, and I said, well, it's kind of embarrassing because his gun's so beat up and all that. And he goes, can I take a look at that gun? And I said, yeah, sure. Kendall goes hunting out the girl at the women's club on Thursday nights with it. But she's all upset because she can only hit 22 out of 25 ski because the gun doesn't, the sights aren't. I said, but I can't bring it on campus and all that. I said, you have to hook up with Kendall to look at the gun. So Kendall put the gun in her car one day, and they met up somewhere and looked at it. And like two weeks later, three weeks later, Ryan says, hey, come out to my car. So I went out to Ryan's car, and Ryan had my dad's shotgun there. And it is the most beautiful thing that you have ever seen. Ryan took it to someone, or I thought he said his uncle or someone. I don't know, but they had redone my dad's whole shotgun to where the stock, the barrel, everything is completely redone on this gun. I didn't even know that story. Completely redone. I'll bring it out. I have it hiding underneath my bed right now, and I have to take apart my bed to get this thing out because I don't want someone stealing it because I don't have a gun safe. But you have to, my, my gun, you have to, oh, my gun, my bed, you have to bolt together to actually get it apart. So I have three guns hidden under there that were all my dad's. My other guns are just in my dresser and locked up and, cheap safe but he had taken my gun somewhere and he worked with someone it was probably five weeks now i think at five six weeks and kendall kept it a secret from me that she didn't have my dad's gun anymore and anyways somewhere and i thought he said grover somewhere but they brought the gun back and it's completely I, I, the stock is the bright red it was or mahogany red it was and 
the <laughs> barrels redone. I mean, it is. I'm gonna have to ask Garrett about that. I wonder if Garrett. It's a. But Garrett, this is his senior year. His senior year. Yeah, but he so, told Garrett everything. But it so, is. I'll show. I'll take a picture of it and show it to you. But Kendall doesn't even want to shoot it. She went out and shot it a couple times, and. And he, your dad had already passed. Uh, he not. passed in 2016. So Ryan graduated in 15. So yeah. um So your dad's been gone 6 years. So what um so it was it was before he graduated. Before Ryan graduated, right? Yeah. This happened. It was before he graduated, yeah. So was it before he got diagnosed or after he got diagnosed? Uh it was right around the same time. I don't know the exact dates when it was hmm. Ryan's senior year. Because he was diagnosed in April, April 19th. It had to be before that. It had to be before. Probably before, was, yeah, yeah. Because, because it was because of baseball season and, and then when treatment started and everything else. Because that was May. It was before. It was before. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I did it not been, yep. know this. Because my dad was hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. And we'd talk about, you know, inevitably your parents are going to pass away. And my mom passed away when I was in fourth grade. It was one of those deals that it's your last parent. What do you do? How long wow. do you hold on? You know, he's bedridden and all that. And did did you and Ryan talk about things like that? Or we did because Ryan wanted to take me duck hunting. That's what he wanted me to be late to my work one day. And I said, oh, it's tough because you got to be here. And I'd love to go duck hunting just to watch you hunt. And it brings back my memories of right. going out to Oso Flaco when we used to be able to hunt out there with oh, my dad yeah. and. That was a long time ago. That right. was a long time ago. <laughs> Haven't been able to hunt Oza Flacco in a long time. But he would hunt out there early in the morning, and I would be his Labrador. And then next day we'd head up to Morro Bay, and because my dad loved to hunt, duck wow. hunt. And then we'd go into Guadalupe and get a breakfast burrito or something at some little liquor store, and I'd be plucking feathers in the back of the truck. Oh my! Because <laughs> we can ride in the back of the truck back so then. So no wonder Ryan and and did you even know that you had that. Like that Ryan loved duck hunting? I didn't know till then. I didn't know the severity of his love of it when it came time. So what are we going to do, Ryan? You've been late two weeks. And he goes, whatever you want to do, I'm fine with that. And that's when I realized I don't want to change his behavior. I don't want him to miss. Whatever if he he's willing to. to not park on campus and have to park at Walmart because I took your permit because you have to get here to ride with someone else. If he's willing to do all that stuff. No, What's I'm not. I don't want to change that behavior. Yeah. Did your dad get to see the gun redone? No. And he got to the point at the end where he probably wouldn't have recognized it. Mm. But I'm a, a strong believer. He saw it yeah. from yeah. above I and that. I believe that. stuff like that. And he had six kids and six guns. So uh, wow. when he passed, I was in charge of his state. So we all put everything in his house and everyone went through one by one to take something because I don't, I didn't know how to do about all this stuff. Sure. Yeah. And I didn't want anything. I wanted my sisters to all pick what they wanted and then whatever they didn't want, I would take from my daughters. And so my sister said, what do you want? You can go first. And I said, I just want the shotgun. So that's all I took. Wow. And then my other sister who went second, she took a different gun she goes, I thought you might like, and then my next sister, she took a different gun. Oh. So I ended up with all six guns. <laughs> and then I took they went around again and took a couple things from my daughters and that was it like uh, a quilt and oh, tea sets okay. and all that and then they took all of the rest wow oh but that goodness. was it but 
Uh, that was my favorite story for Ryan because he was really proud and he brought it right on campus. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I opened Kendall's trunk and put it right in her trunk. <laughs> oh my! And then uh, she was going home right after that, and it's us. I just started crying. It's like, are you sure that's the same gun? And it was um, like, wow. Goes, yeah, I'm sure. It's like, I'm. Just, I gotta get to the bottom of I that. I got it. Yeah, I would love to see like a picture before and after I, too. I'm gonna look and see if I have a picture before, but I it was mean, just a nasty looking gun. And now it's just like it's it's night and day. I, but we had no nothing <laughs> to do with that. Absolutely. I didn't even know about it. I wish. I wish I did. Well, that's but I what I was gonna nothing. ask you about your uncle or whoever is in. We don't know at all who you're no, talking about. I, I don't know. I don't have. I don't have, have, I don't have a gunsmith in my family at all. No. That I, I mean, I can't even remotely think about who that would be. I mean, I would think it, the outdoorsman, but that was after. No, it, but the person that's coming to mind is um, Huguenard. I know, but how would he know Huguenards? I mean, I guess he would know his number. <laughs> I'm going to see if there's a but, card or anything in the case. Yeah. But yeah. He didn't even hesitate when we were talking about duck hunting and all that and i said well i got an old gun but just beat up and i started explaining my dad's stories and it brings back a lot of memories because i went to I, I at the time i was living with my dad i went i moved in to help raise him his last three four years because it got expensive with the nighttime nurses and he mm -hmm. had 24-hour care so i'd take care of him at nighttime moved into his house in orchid and started i get there by six and raised him till like five in the morning and did all that stuff so I said, just be hard going duck hunting and yeah. doing all that. Yeah. That's when Ryan, I told him just a piece of junk gun now and this and that. And well, let me wow. take a look at it, see what I can do for you and all that. And, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So that is so amazing. I am just blown away. I, I know that we wanted to talk about when we met in your office and, you know, the diagnosis and everything, but we are on the five year anniversary of Ryan's passing which I can't believe it's been five years. Um, that day is so vivid. It's the day is so vivid and it's like, he's still here with Did us. Did you every get day. to hear, um, Brad, Brad, uh, uh Latchman's, um, podcast at all. You should no. listen to it because we talked about this and, and all what happened prior to the meeting is all on Brad's. It is, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. So we Brad knew when he walked into that office. Oh, I I didn't know there was the podcast. Yeah, but that <laughs> I don't He's do so, a lot of social media. And but that's I, okay. That's all right. Neither that's do okay. I. But you're gonna you're but, yeah. These are these are the best stories, and that's one of the main reasons I wanted to chat with you is because you have like one of my favorite memories. Because when Ryan and Nash would talk about that snake story, we would roll oh, crying like down our face because just to hear those boys tell the story. It was just so funny, and then. Um, you're the one that told me the story about the about the grand your grandson, not Ryan. Ryan never yeah. would have told me anything like that, just because. Um, but he, that's just way that's the way he worked. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't even have thought anything about it. You know, um, I don't know. Uh, but I do want to ask one thing. Yeah. What to you? What does seventeen strong mean to you now that you know Ryan? You you see what that what that. You know, what he represents, what he's like, you know, his heart. Now we're, like Steve said, it, it's, you know, it is coming up on um, on five years and it's just unreal. But what are your thoughts about 17 Strong and how 
some 18-year-old kid can think of something so much bigger than him? Well, it really hit home this weekend. I went to the Pro Bowl and was hanging out, and I got to meet James Conner, who is the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. And he originally got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, his first year in college, he was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And he had to miss basically his freshman year into his sophomore year because he had, he told me the name of it, but I forgot it. Right. But basically his whole family was on alert. Here he was, super high rated prospect all through high school and sought after and all that. And then his dreams were gone. He all of a sudden had cancer and spent two years fighting it and all that. And family thought, done. And then he battled back from that to last two years, ended up getting drafted into the NFL. And I got on the internet, started reading about what the parents went through and all that. And instantly my mind went straight to Ryan. Mm -hmm. Here you are, the star athlete. And, and I mean, this guy going to be drafted halfway through it. I'm thinking, you know, my sister had cancer, had cancer, her daughter has cancer and all this. And then James says, do you mind if I pray with you? It's like, this is a pro athlete, no tattoos, no girlfriend. He did this little charity event. Uh, the, who is this guy? The guy I'm with from Nashville, my realtor, who I called and wanted to, because we made a really good friendship with Mr. McDonald and so forth. Mm-hmm. He runs a rehab center, one of the few faith-based rehab centers that's not like AA. It's all done through Christ and all that. Oh. That basically you can get over saying what you've done in the past, but turn your life over to God. Oh. And you can get through all your addiction issues. Uh, He started talking to my friend. Let's not talk about me anymore and my football and my cancer. Let's talk about what you're doing in rehab. And then all of a sudden he gave us his phone number because he wants to stop into this rehab center and let me work with your man and let me work through Christ with you because he saved me through cancer and all that stuff. And I'm just thinking of this whole 17 strong. There's much more out there. To help people. You need to tell them about us and Ryan's story. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I need to talk to that guy. Because I went online and I bought a jersey. And I'm going to buy another jersey. What's his jersey number? It's six. Oh, it's six. It's six. That's what I was thinking. And I was going to talk to him about, because it's hard to change the NFL. you got to pay thousands. Oh, I can only imagine. you got to buy every jersey that's ever been printed. Oh, my god! Because you got to pay him back for the jersey. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yep. If you switch jersey numbers. But he's willing to stop by that uh, facility out in Tennessee, outside of Nashville, to talk to these people. So what if you're in an area where something like this is going on? Are you willing to stop by and talk about being cancer survivors and all that? So, Or you're willing to send some gear type of thing. But just the fact that he's willing to talk and stuff like that. That's amazing. It was you, amazing. You've met him, and you know, you you, you yeah. know somebody that can contact him. Yeah. That is amazing. Correct. Amazing. Well, and I think and, a lot of what we've heard today speaks volumes oh, about it's... Ryan and his foresight was seventeen strong. I mean, it Correct. goes back to him being a freshman and you having to follow him around to see why he's tardy to class because Correct. he was always putting the other person first. Yeah. Always, and we're right here. That's exactly what we're doing. We're literally, he did not get the 
Make-A-Wish or His the victory, victory trip. trip. Right. He did not get that, but he wanted to make sure that Steve and I sent every single person that we could on a victory trip. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you sure Ryan wouldn't have gave that victory trip away? Oh, he probably would have. <laughs> he would have. 100%. He, he probably would have gave it to someone oh, else and 100%. said, I've lived my life. Now enjoy this. Yeah, yep. I know I know, 100% he would have. But um, but it is. there's a whole other aspect to it when you think about an 18-year-old that thinks about somebody else besides himself. Like there is just, it's just so the most unselfish thing. And these trips are changing people's lives. And yeah. I never in a million years would have said, oh, send somebody on a, on a vacation. And no, it changes their life. I did not know this. Steve did not know this. We're, we see it every day. These we people, these, these cancer survivors and, and every cancer survivor, every victory trip recipient is a connection to Ryan and yep. it's so powerful and I cannot um I just it's so over it's overwhelming it really is right. overwhelming today has all been overwhelming because I have to say probably half of those stories I didn't even think I knew and um I just thank you so much for coming and yeah and, I, I got one I gotta share real okay. quick okay. I got go ahead. I got back at Ryan one time Ryan asked me if he can go down to Donut Delight one day with a couple of his friends because we weren't doing it. It was like an assembly or something. I forgot what it was. I mean, that's walking distance anyway. Yeah, yeah he wanted to go get something to drink or something like that. And I said, sure, just don't get caught, whatever. Because <laughs> you weren't allowed to leave campus. So he went down and I got a radio call from the campus security. That There's a couple of people down here at the donut shop. And they said that you gave him permission. Is that true? <laughs> and I said, who? And they said the initials are RT and something else. And I said, no, I didn't give anyone permission. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, are you sure? And I said, I'm positive I did not give anyone permission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they come marching back with the police officer. And I'm in front of the school. I said, put him in my office. Shaking my head at him. So I fall for moving the car. <laughs> I fall him right into my office, just start busting up. <laughs> Everyone's staring at Ryan and whoever, Nash or Nolan oh, or someone Lord, else. I just start busting up. Oh my oh. I can't. I it can't. Was, Ryan was not happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all those paybacks. Yeah, all those exactly. paybacks. Yeah, that is insane. Uh, well, I just, that, that was a mic drop moment. That yep. was, yeah, yeah. Because so. it was hard to get him. It was hard to get him because he was. was, he's, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was always a busybody in everybody else's. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's crazy. Well, anyway. Mr. Bowers, as Ryan would always yeah, say, Mr. thank Bowers. you so much for um, this time and sharing your stories oh, of, loved uh, it. you know, it's just, it lightens a, a sad mood as we come into the five-year anniversary of his homecoming. And uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for continuing your work in yes. education. Yes. And, uh, you know, as you get ready to retire here in the next couple of years and move to Tennessee, as you said, offline. So that's yep. great. Um, but, uh, but never forget about 17 Strong. No. Don't no. Never forget about and us. I should do more for 17. I mean, I wear Ryan's hat all the time. I wore it back to Tennessee when I... And, and people I, recognized you. Uh, and I explain again what 17 Strong is when people ask me. That's I awesome. did do a pitch to, I don't know if you know Alex and Ani, the jewelry oh, company. Oh, yes, yes, I do. I do remember that. I made a pitch to them because they 
always sell the, the bracelets on yeah. foundations because doing the 17 strong, what it means and all that. And I never heard back from them, but I oh. tried doing something hey, for her. All you that's, do is try. That's, that's, that's it. Exactly. That's I got stonewalled from them, but there comes a time when we'll have a little bit more time here in a couple of years. Yep. And who knows? Yeah. Things are big. I so. met a guy this weekend, a uh, super genuine guy for the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, I can get you some gear from there, but I think that's going to lead to a lot bigger things. Cause that's big. He's only 18, and he's one of the best tight ends in football. And At 18 years old. 18, number four draft choice in the first round this year. And uh, he super grounded. And, you uh a favor with those people. We, he, need, uh, we need to. My, my niece has cancer, and he actually invited her to dinner tonight. Uh, she's 40, but he's on the Super Bowl, and he's like, I'm I'm gonna be a Nobu tonight, not doing anything if your niece because she's a huge Falcon fan, if she wants to join me for dinner, but she's up in the Sacramento area. Oh my I don't even goodness. want to tell her because I she know. can't get there, but I know. He's that's just hard. that way. It's like oh, I can use this guy maybe for something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's awesome. It's, a, so. it's all good stuff. So yeah. okay. But again, thank you. Thank we gotta you. wrap it up. It. And uh thanks to our studio engineer who's sitting yes. over there. Yep, thanks. Nate Hand. Nate Hand, that's and, right. Uh, just remember, and I think today really sums it up, yeah. that attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.